All right, y'all. Today we're talking about preparing your kitchen for the postpartum era. So the fact of the matter is it is hard to keep up with healthy meals when you suddenly bring home a baby. Everybody's tired, everybody's sleep deprived, and 100% of your focus is on this tiny little creature and not so much the rest of your home and home duties. So you want to prepare by realistically making as much food as you can handle, as much food as your freezer will bear. Now, there are a couple of different kind of frames or frameworks that you want to think about to help you decide what to actually put in your freezer. First, you want to think about, of course, the size of your family. So if you are, say, a family of five, you want to make sure that the meals that you prepare are proportionate to that number of people. Versus if you're a family of three, or now three, you want to make sure that you have prepared those meals in proportion to having three people. The other thing you want to think about is um, kind of how much time you can still dedicate to putting the meal together in the moment. So do you want something that is 100% self-contained or are you okay with something that might require you to, you know, add some extra garnish or add broth upon heating or something like that? So kind of use that judgment and don't do anything too complicated. You also want to think about seasonality. You might be preparing these meals a month or two months before baby's expected arrival, and you should do it within a couple months because baby can come early and then you haven't prepared anything. So definitely do this early. But think about the seasonality of what you are preparing. Even though it might be warm today when you're preparing the foods, it might be cold weather by the time baby arrives and you're preparing those meals. And so you definitely want to think about that. Don't go crazy, say, on smoothies if it's late fall, but baby is expected by what is now kind of cooler weather winter. You also want to think about the best bang for your buck. So be careful about meals or items that take up a lot of space, but don't actually provide a ton of food. Uh, bread, I think, is actually a really good example. Bread is something that, one, is relatively shelf-stable, right? It's, it's not exactly a shelf-stable product, but it stays for a few days on your counter, unlike, say, a casserole. And so bread takes up a lot of space, but even though it's convenient, you don't get a ton out of it and, it, and it's taking up all that room. So think about density of what you're preparing as well. Also, consider very carefully the containers that you're putting the food in. You want to prioritize putting the food or storing the food in containers that you can pop directly into your reheating device. So if you plan to reheat via oven, make sure that you're putting these foods into metal trays or the glass containers, the thick bottomed glass containers that can go from um, countertop directly into oven or like freezer into oven. Or um, if you know that you are going to be microwaving, you might be okay with like 
the Ziploc bags that you defrost and then transfer into a microwave safe dish, or you're putting into plastic Tupperwares that can be microwaved upon defrosting. So be cognizant of how you are going to reheat these items and think then about what you're storing them in. Then also consider going heavier on meals that people are less likely to provide for you. Oftentimes when we have babies, we have neighbors and family and people in our broader community who want to help us out. And one of the really best ways that, and truly most helpful ways that people do that is by bringing meals. Typically though, that means dinners, right? And least typically, is breakfast. The other thing about breakfast is breakfast is not typically something we get delivered. Um, and a lot of, you know, breakfast exclusive places don't deliver. It's early in the morning that like you're not really thinking about it that way. So I highly recommend making ahead a bunch of breakfast and having that actually be the highest proportion of things that you save. Because first thing in the morning, you haven't gotten great sleep. You're going to be tired, but you're also likely going to be famished. Um, having quick breakfast that you can pull out of the freezer ready to go are is just like an incredible option. So things that defrost and heat quickly, like breakfast burritos, like um, pancakes or waffles, um, egg sandwiches, those all can be stored, one, individually, and two, are easy to reheat and they're fast. They're also easy to customize. So even if you do have a bunch of people in your family that you're thinking about, um, you can have lots of different versions of essentially the same thing that are missing things. So, you know, maybe you have one bag full of breakfast burritos that doesn't have cheese in it, right? It's an easy customization to make. The other thing about breakfast is you kind of want to prioritize things that you can eat one-handed. <laughs> um, and breakfast burritos, pancakes, sandwiches, et cetera, are pretty easy to make that adjustment with. You also want to consider having balance. Um, a lot of times when people bring us food, especially when we're a larger family, things like pastas are a priority because those are easy to make in large amounts. Um, they're easy to reheat. And so for the, one, the meals that you're making and storing for yourself, I would deprioritize pasta and starch-based items um, and go a little bit heavier on heavy protein and produce-based items, especially because those things by their nature tend to take longer to prepare in the first place. So when you are in a pinch to make a meal, you're likely to go for a heavier starch option because those tend to be faster. And they're still wholesome, they're still great, um, but you're not likely to be you know, defrosting meat and marinating and then preparing for a dinner in this period of your life. So meat items and heavy produce items are definitely ones that I would prioritize when you're storing your own meals and deprioritize the starchy ones because A, they're faster and B, you're likely to get those um, from friends and family who are providing you with those blessed meals. All right, let's take a quick minute to talk about containers. Um, you might assume that I actually buy lots and lots of plastic containers and Tupperwares. I actually don't. And I prefer to prioritize reusing different jars and things that come from the food products that I don't make from scratch and I'm buying from the store. So I 
go through and collect a lot of things like mayonnaise jars, peanut butter jars, and um, yogurt tubs. Those all make fantastic containers. uh, And you can actually get a few uses out of them. And some of them are dishwasher safe. So when it comes to preparing for baby and storing lots of meals, I do recommend, you know, in the months leading up to baby's arrival and up to you making these preparations, that you go ahead and start saving all of these tubs if you don't do that as a habit already. And you can use them for a variety of things. Those jars are great for soups and sauces. They are not great for anything casserole-like and um, I also would stay away from those narrow jars for things like stew because when it comes to a stew, the chunks are larger um, and, you're, and you're not getting the best bang for your buck when it comes to storage itself. But I do recommend them highly for soups and broths and um, sauces. The other thing to start saving are those food safe freezer bags that things like frozen um, frozen fruits come in if they have a resealable top. So the ones that have like a Ziploc style top are worth cleaning and saving. And they also tend to be quite spacious. So I get a lot of my off season fruit from Costco, which means that I'm getting like five pound bags. And most of those come with a resealable top. And they are nice, sturdy bags that are thick, like thicker, not as thick as a, a new fresh Ziploc, but they're on the thicker side. And so they're really great for storing things like breakfast burritos, um, sandwich wraps, and things like that. You just put a new label on it, store them well, and because they're a little bit flexible, they can kind of slide into the nooks and crannies of your freezer. When it comes to labeling, I highly recommend using painter's tape and Sharpies as opposed to writing directly on the uh, plastic surface because now you've committed that container to being that thing forever or you're crossing it out and that it's ugly. But if you use painter's tape, it's easy to come off. It's also easy to see. It kind of catches the eye because it's going to suddenly be a different color than the rest of the container. All right, y'all, that is it for today's episode. I hope you feel like you have some good strategies for immediately preparing for that kind of first couple of weeks after baby's arrival when things are really chaotic and just create some convenience for yourself. This has been Roxanne with Efficiency Rocks. You can also catch me on Instagram at Efficiency Rocks, spelled R-O-X, for additional content. And don't forget to like and share and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss upcoming episodes. I'll catch you in the next one.